That's the sound of a freshly brewed episode of Digital Coffee Gamers Cafe edition. This is a podcast episode for those that love gaming and coffee or just love gaming, want to know a little bit more about coffee or just like gaming. I mean, I, I, I don't discriminate against it. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Deister, and let's get on with what's going to be happening in this week's episode. I'm going to be discussing a little bit more about the coffee that I am Brewing this week, it is a Wide Awake Coffee Co., and it is the Hazelnut K-Cup. And I'm going to be talking about Google's new gaming platform that they just recently unveiled this week. I'm also going to be talking about the problems with loot shooters and how to fix them. Those are games like Anthem, The Division, Destiny, all those fun games to play. I'm also going to give my review impressions of Anthem that just recently launched, and I'm going to be giving my first impressions of The Division. Two, yes, it recently just launched and see if, you know, it's actually improved over the first division, which was a complete disaster in the beginning. But Ubisoft, to their credit, did make the game way better eventually further into the release of the game, like a year or two later, they finally actually got it together. Anyways, let's get started on what we're going to be talking about this week. And first, it's going to be the coffee. Now, it's Wide Awake Coffee Co. or company, as Co. is the abbreviation of company. And they make creamers, bag coffee, K-cups, all those other fun things that coffee lovers need. But usually I don't recommend K-cups because they are okay coffee, but very acidity or they have a lot of acid in it. And this one actually surprisingly does not have that much acid. It's very smooth to drink. It has just enough flavor of the hazelnut to actually, you know, get a hint of it to go, ooh, that is hazelnut. And you don't need any creamer for it. I usually recommend never using creamer on coffee unless you need to, which is usually Starbucks or other the fast food type of fast food coffee drinks because they usually are not very good. They have a lot of acid in it, and it's just never actually a good coffee. But this one is actually good. I highly recommend it. I will review or have a week episode for their other one, their like French vanilla one, which I'm hoping... And it's probably going to be really, really good. But I highly recommend it for K-Cups. Surprisingly enough, I usually prefer pour-overs because it actually gets the most flavor out of it. And I'm pretty sure if I actually got a bad coffee of it, I would get the most flavor out of the hazelnut or vanilla that they have. Now, moving on to what we're actually going to be talking about for the tech or gaming side is that Google has unveiled their new gaming platform. I kept on hearing console everywhere. It's a console. It's a console. Then I actually read it. It's not really a console. It's more of a digital distribution site in a way, but not really because you don't have to really download anything. You can do you can launch games from a browser. There are minimal updates or no updates at all. You don't have to download any game. So that also helps with data caps on internet charges for a lot of people that don't live in major metropolitan areas. That's a good thing for a lot of gamers because we don't like to wait for our games. We just want to play the game. However, Still skeptical of this actual work. We've had these types of companies, smaller companies, try to pitch this like the Netflix of games, and it hasn't really worked out, or people haven't bought into it, I should say. So that's one thing. The other thing is that you can play the game on any device of the highest resolutions. So you don't have to pay for those expensive graphics cards because the NVIDIA 2080 Ti is really, really expensive. It's $1,200 or more, depending on. Uh, where you find it, but it's usually roughly around $1,200. 
And that's really expensive for a graphics card that may be obsolete in a year or two anyways. Even though it's still a really good graphics card. The other thing is, is that AMD is going to be fulfilling all of their GPUs and CPUs for this, or mostly just GPUs. Google states that they want to have a link for YouTubers to play with each other. It'll just be quick and easy without any hassles or headaches in that regard. So this is what their vision of the future of gaming is going to look like. Is it going to be a reality? Let's see. I mean, YouTube gaming isn't the biggest thing in streaming gaming. It's Twitch. That's number one. YouTube is usually your number two and then Mixer. So it should be interesting to see if this actually will take off or if something else will take off. We don't really actually know. But it's interesting to see what Google's going to be doing because Google has never really been interested in gaming. And now all of a sudden they're very interested in gaming because there's a lot of money being put into gaming. It could succeed or it could not. We don't really know, but it's going to be interesting to see what's actually going to happen with all this. Now moving on to loot shooters and the problems with it and some ways to actually fix the problems with loot shooters. Now, many of you probably know what loot shooters are. It's Destiny, it's Division 2, it's now Anthem. I didn't really start off with that. It was popularized by Borderlands, which really wasn't an online game. It was still a very single-player game that you could invite friends to, and they kind of started this whole looting and shooting type of mechanic where a lot of first-person shooters, you would get guns, but you wouldn't get variants of different guns with different abilities and different perks added to it. And then Borderlands started to do it, and they made it really, really popular, but it didn't really start to get even more popular until the first Destiny. And the first Destiny had a bunch of problems. It was more of an online, but still single-player game in some ways. And then Ubisoft's like, hey, let me take a crack at it. And they made the Division. And that had a lot of problems in general. Mainly, endgame content wasn't there, just like Destiny had a problem with that. Destiny 2 came out, still had a problem with endgame content. Then we have Anthem came out. Still having a problem with that. So the biggest problem for loot shooters is that the end game content is either boring, repetitive, or just isn't enough to keep me going for hours upon end. I don't want to play the same exact mission 80 times in a row because you got nothing else for me to play. That's not how you make these games. If you want these games to be prosperous, you need to start with, okay, at the end of the game, what can we have players doing? Are we going to be doing raids? Are we going to be doing different types of missions? Are there going to be different things that are a living world that they're going to have to help to still maintain and have order in? What is it that we're going to give gamers to do? If we don't have enough of that, or if they just do the same thing over and over again, we're going to lose everybody, which Destiny 2 had a problem with. They've actually done better after the Forsaken update. Now we have Anthem, which I finally beat the game. And... I really don't want to go back to it. It's not that fun. It doesn't really matter to me. And that's what I that's what I am foreseeing. Until somebody figures out how to make great endgame content for these loot shooters, they're going to be a wasteland after the first base game gets to level 30 or whatever. It's usually level 30. Seems like level 30 is the level that all these developers base it on. And I don't agree with that. That's what comes to my next point is that base game levels are far, far too low. If I can get through your game in about 30 hours or less, it's far, far too low. You need to have hours upon hours of content. Think of it as an RPG. RPGs, especially Bioware should know this. RPGs have 
hundreds and hundreds of hours and they're single player. That's the thing is that their mindset is multiplayer with a little bit of single player. And that's the biggest problem right now is that you still have to think of it as single player because if you don't, you're going to have a lot of problems and people are going to be really, really frustrated. They're not going to play your game. They're going to tell their friends not to play their other game, which is going to lose sales. So you need to have just a ton of content poured in. It can't be stressed enough that there needs to be a hundred or more hours of different variety of missions, quests, whatever you want to call it, to keep players coming back. Now, the next thing is story seems to always take a back seat. Division was not a great story. Destiny 2 or Destiny are kind of an okay story. I get it. I get where they're going with it. I'm just not enthralled with it or like it at all. And these are just some of the games that have come out as loot shooters that just have a problem with storytelling. It's just not good. It's not engaging. It doesn't really want me to care about anything or even the characters most of the time. I just go, oh, yeah, I have to save the world. Woohoo! Yay, I saved the world. So... I just have a problem with their stories. Their stories are just bland. They're just not terrible, but they're not great. They're just in the middle. They're plausible. They're passable as stories. They just never get me really excited for it. But I guess you could make an argument that loot shooters aren't really about the story. It's about the loot and getting the loot. So fair enough on that. And I just wish they would have better stories. If you're hoping that Anthem will have a better story, well, you can find out my review, but I actually think that Bioware did a great job with Anthem story or not. But that's one of the problems. The other problems is that it's grindy. It's, there's a lot of grind to get really good gear, and sometimes it just doesn't feel like it pays off. I have to spend 100 hours just to grind for something that I really want, but then eventually I'll get something else. So they need to do a better balancing act. Again, they want to have really rare items really hard to get, but don't make it so impossible that gamers are like, I give up on this. I don't want to do this anymore. This is insane. Why are the loot drops so terrible? Anthem has run into this quite a bit with a lot of controversy about players wanted to make it rain. And specifically because mostly Anthem doesn't really have a multiplayer where players against players type of campaign or type of modes in there. Destiny 2, on the other hand, does. So I understand why they want to keep those rates low luckily destiny 2 figured out from destiny 1 to just disable all of those added bonuses from better gear sets to you know at least give players a chance that aren't or don't spend as much time in destiny or destiny 2 to you know still be competitive in those types of games so i'm really hoping developers trying to figure out a balance between yes we don't want to have everybody having legendaries and everybody having masterworks. That's from an Anthem type of nomenclature, but really, really great gear. But we don't want it to be so difficult that nobody will ever get any of the gear. So that's one of the problems. Once again, I said this before, and I will stress this, the end game content is just not there. I haven't seen a loot shooter yet that has really great end game content. So if you want repetitive endgame content, Luchters are for you, even though they do get really, really old, and I wish they would stop with the repetitiveness. Please give me something else. Please have your updates go a lot quicker, and this will help everybody in the long run. Also, devs just need to figure out how to give what players want and also give 
a plethora of things to do, events to do in the base game. So when they get to post-launch content, they don't have to worry about all the gamers went through it or the majority of the community went through all the base content. Now they're like scrambling to get as much out there. So this these games need to be feature rich. They don't need to be feature light because feature light will gamers will be like, well, there's not much to do. I'm out. There's not much. I don't have anything else to do. What am I supposed to do? Total my thumbs or play the same stronghold or dark zone or raid 50,000 times. No players want a lot of content and mostly really quickly. So make as much as you can with the given time make it as much as you can. Also, just have a longer development cycle. Uh, that's one of my things that I think could happen, but the problem is that most endgame content is, is just really, really repetitive. I just cannot stress that enough. It's so repetitive and it's so boring sometimes that I just give up and play another game because there are other games to play and there's new games coming out there that I would rather that I'd rather play. So it it goes to show that if they don't fix these problems, it's just going to get worse. And most of the community that is there when it first builds up is not going to be there anymore. So in a way, I think they need to fix a lot of these problems to actually make it worthwhile for people to, you know, buy it. And $60 a pop for these things most of the time. And it's actually even more for their expansion year one passes as well. So you have about, I don't know, $9,200 that you're going to be spending through the lifetime of this game. And it's just going to suck in general. Not going to be worth it for a lot of people. So they really have to fix those problems. And on that note, I'm going to say like how to fix some of the things. So what I really like to see is actually some like machine learning AI built into it. Kind of in some ways as uh, No Man's Skies has done it for building their own planets, but also doing it for their like mission. Like have templates, but have the AI figure out what mission templates to actually play so it can actually reoccur it. And use machine learning concepts to make sure that uh, when these missions go out, they actually are varied and a little bit different. Obviously, it's going to overlap, but this could go a long way to actually fixing that problem. Also, have longer development cycles. That's a big thing. If you do not have longer development cycles, it's just going to hurt because you got to build up the world, you got to build up the assets, but you also got to build up the missions. You got to have different missions, make sure your end content is varied and enough to last you until your next content drop hits the game because that's going to take a while. It usually takes several months for these developers to actually make the new version of whatever they're looking for uh, or whatever content they're actually going to be producing. So that is another thing. So I really wish that they would fix this and just have longer five to 10 years probably is the best development cycle for that. Uh, Cause I don't really foresee that going very well if they don't. Another thing is also just raise the level cap for the base game to about 50 level 50 to 60. That will help out a lot more. So you have a longer lead time than level 30. Level 30 seems to be the main robust uh, standard for these games, even though there's not very many games for this, but it should be twice that at least. Uh, if you could do 100, that's great, but I'm saying twice that because it's going to be harder if you do to level 100 and you can't build that up. Now, Destiny, Anthem, and Division 2 all have level caps for the base game at about level 20 to 30. I think Destiny 2 had 20, and Anthem and Division 2 have level 30, which is fine, which is great, but 
like I said before, gamers are going to churn through this quite quickly. So making it last a month or longer, depending on your end game content, will help out immensely. Also, just make challenging missions to the point where it's not like, oh, dang it, like I can't do this alone, but make it challenging enough where the loot actually goes on par with the mission. So if you do a really hard mission, you should get really, really good loot. If it's a really easy mission, you should get really easy loot and make it varied. And if you have this type of thing, make it generous. Don't make it very stingy where it's really hard to find an upper tier gear and gamers are just like, I don't want to spend 100 hours just to get one really, really good legendary or gold looking top level gear i really want to play this mission if i it's a really hard mission then i at least should have a better chance of getting loot and it should be a better chance it should be like i don't know 30 percent chance for dropping instead of like a 10 to 15 percent chance which it seems like a lot of times it is so i really wish they would do that and also here's the big thing that i've kind of noticed in some some of these loot shooters make the world feel lived in don't make the world feels like very static like it's only you that goes out in missions. It's really only you that's actually helping save the world from whatever you're saving the world from. It needs to be more than that. And that's my biggest problem right now for a lot of these games. It's not more than that. It's less than that. It's you're doing this stuff. You're going out there, but no one really else is going out there. Or if they are out there, they're just a mission prop. They're not really doing their own stuff. They're not really doing their own daily tasks. They're not doing anything else except for serving you, which I'm fine with because that's what non-playable characters should be. But if you want this game to actually feel more alive, feel more engaging for the player, you need to make it feel like it's lived in. So that's just one of my last things to say about that. Beyond that, I still think loot shooters is a viable subgenre for the shooter for, uh, as a whole, but I do think they need to fix some of these things or at least learn from their mistakes, which Anthem is unfortunately going to have to learn a very hard lesson or Bioware should say a very hard lesson in these bad mistakes because they are not doing very well in at least the news side of the portion. A lot of the community is upset about their loot drops. So I, if a Bioware developer, one of them listens to it, great. This is kind of like my recommendations, my constructive criticisms. I'm not saying you made a terrible game. I'm just saying that maybe you should listen to this and see what you can implement. I get that. Gaming development is really difficult, so this is not me saying, oh, how dare you do this or that. You know, EA is not looked at as the best publisher right now. Epic seems to be going that direction, too. But this is what they should be focusing on. All right, moving on to the review for Anthem. Yes, I played about, let's say about a good 40 hours or so into it. And the one thing is, is that the visuals are great, yes. Frostbite Engine, which was created by DICE, who makes Battlefield franchise, created a really, really great engine. And that's what most EA developers actually use now, because why would you use the Unreal Engine or anything else if you already have your own built engine in-house? So the visuals are great. I'm, there's really nothing wrong with it. There is some minor technical difficulties I've had with it. I've had the sound bug at least four times, which is really annoying because... It you can't figure out why it's going to happen, but it just happens, and then all of a sudden, all sound is cut out. Now, this sound bug has been in Battlefield games before, so this is not a new bug. This is actually an old bug that DICE had to deal with as well, so 
I don't know what's going on with the engine, but it seems like a really more of an engine sound problem than an actual developer problem. Because if DICE had the same problem, then there is something going on in the background that they need to fix within the engine. Uh, I've had some just bumps outs or lost connections as well when my connection is fine. So there is that problem. It's primarily because Anthem is an online game. It's a big problem. Uh, what I do like is that the Javelins are a different variety. Each one of them has their own strengths and weaknesses, and they are fun to play. Uh, they kind of built on Mass Effect Andromeda's action, which was actually really good. It was one of the best things about Mass Effect Andromeda. Actually, it was one of the only good things about Mass Effect Andromeda. But they built on the, the combat. The combat's very engaging. Uh, you utilize each other's player's abilities, and you use your own, and you can mix and match. So that's a, that's a good thing. I love the combat. The combat is very, very good. That's the one great thing about Anthem is that the combat is good. I've had no problems with it. I've been engaged with it the whole time. Now, one of the bad things about this game is that the story just isn't that great. And when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about Bioware, the pedigree of what they've done in the past. The story is lacking quite a bit. It just kind of feels like it was the first draft of whatever idea somebody came up with. I really don't understand the whole world about it. I really don't understand why the Dominion is doing it. I really don't understand much about what Anthem is. I'm not going to give spoilers, so I'm just going to say I just really don't understand. You start, you get a glimpse of it by the end, but it's still very uh, metaphysical type of explanation. I just really didn't buy it so much. So I'm really confused on what's going on. There's different players in it, and I just don't really get a sense of what this world's all about, which is a shame because Bioware is really good at storytelling. Well, they were in the past, and I feel like this was just a dump on for bad storytelling. Like, you're the hero, obviously, you're the freelancer, but there's a bunch of freelancers, but they're all gone, or there's very heavily reduced, but then you have millions of players playing, which really didn't make sense to me. Uh, it was just really just a hodgepodge of ideas put together, and it didn't really come out as, oh, this is an awesome story. I felt like the wind was knocked out of me, I didn't really care at all what was going on. Now, one part that Bioware does really well is the kind of the moment-to-moment -moment interactions with different characters around the base. That was actually probably one of the best things about this game is that the little fun personalities that you find around the bases when they give you the icon to come up with. Now, I will have to note the very controversial thing about Anthem. When it first came out at E3, Everybody was so excited and they showed off these great visuals and just the living world and it's the player story. And the visuals didn't match up to what you saw in the last two E3 uh, press conferences. And the story really wasn't, there was no choice. Like I didn't have choice at all, which is weird because Bioware previously in all other games gave you at least the illusion of choice. Now there is A or B and usually all come to the same ending or similarities in endings, but at least it gives you the illusion of choice, that you actually have choice, that you, it actually matters. And that is always a good thing, but this one's not so much. I mean, I think at the end, if they gave me a choice of either sticking with the freelancers or going to the Dominion, that actually would have been a really good controversial idea, but it would have actually been a really good idea that I've been like, wow, that was a good story. Now, endgame content, really lacking. That's a huge problem. There's not much to do. There's about three strongholds, which is the raid version for them. It gets old. You can play the same stronghold over and over again with different players, mind you. 
and it just gets old. Now, I will say a positive thing is that Bioware and the matchmaking part about it, so you can actually play rates, is a really great idea. I wish Destiny 2 would actually implement that instead of keeping it in always in beta format, and they should just release it like that as well. But it's lacking. Like the end game content for Anthem is terribly, terribly lacking. It gets boring. You're always going to beat it. You can go to harder levels, and that's great, but it's still the same thing over and over again. If you want to get that better top gear, you got to go to the harder levels. However, the problem is that it is too grindy, and you could not actually get a lot of masterwork or legendary gear that you're really looking for. And that's a big problem for me. And a lot of players have kind of voiced that same concern for a while because I've had two bugs where it's been raining loot and at least good loots. And now they cut it back saying, well, it actually was a bug and we won't do this. And people are upset about it because the problem is with the Anthem is that there really is no multiplayer for players to play against each other. And so there's no, really no reason why they shouldn't be more generous in their loot dropping, but it's Bioware and they think they think they know what they're doing. That's just how it is. The other problem is there's way too many loading screens. There's a loading screen to go into your Javelin to go to, ex to, go to the start screen of the expedition. Then you got to load into the actual expedition. Then there's a loading screen to go and to customize your Javelin because you can't customize your Javelin in game, which is really annoying. I don't really understand. There's a, there's just a, a ton, a ton of loading screens. Before you even launch the mission, you can go through like about three different loading screens before you actually launch a mission. That's not really the best thing for this game. I don't really want to sit most of my time loading a game. That's not fun. That's really boring. I mean, we're not in 1995 or 1997 or even the early 2000s. We're in 2019. There should be less loading screens. Destiny 2 Division had you able to customize your player without loading screens. So I don't understand why Anthem has a ton. Now, the customization is great. You can paint it. You can do different metals. You have all this different stuff. Kind of the customization for, like, changing your mechs, how it looks, is really not that great. There's not that much. And I'm kind of left going, I don't really care about this stuff. And it's really expensive in credits to actually buy those upgrades or a different look in your javelin so that's another thing for it now this one's a minor gripe but it's still a gripe i just don't like the whole flying where i only have a certain amount of time where i can actually fly then the quote-unquote overheats i think that's quite annoying because it's a big map and i would rather not have to like fly for about a extended period and then have to you know touch down and then wait for it to you know cool down and fly again i mean at least you can go near waterfalls and Help extend your life of flying but i kind of wish that it would get rid of that mechanic that's kind of an annoying part about it i don't really like it i don't really understand why they did it i mean i will say back the past e3s they didn't actually have that at all so must be it seems a little gimmicky in a way of getting players to not always be flying around all the time but i just don't like the gimmicky side of it now, with all that said, my, my verdict for this game is wait for a year. It's not terrible. It's not the worst game I've played, but it's not great. There's not much to do. There's no guilds in it. They're coming out with guilds in the roadmap. I would wait a solid year before I actually would spend the money to do it. I spent the money so you don't have to, but I would wait a solid year for it. It's just not worth it at all. It's not worth it in the state. Once you beat the main game, there's not much to do. 
you can play strongholds over and over. You can go f- free flying through, but free flying there's a, there's events, but that's really about it. There's no nothing else to do. There's nothing else beyond the contracts, beyond the free play. That's it. There's no multiplayer. There's no crucible style multiplayer with it. It's just you and three other people in javelins going around doing expeditions, free play, or strongholds. And that's about all you can do for that game. So I would wait a good solid year. I would go back to Destiny 2, or if you have Division 2, I'd probably stick with that. But wait a year. Now, since I talked about Division 2, I'm going to give my impressions of Division 2 right now. Now, Division, the original one, was not the best in the beginning. It was the same problem with Anthem. There was enough to do during the main missions and the main game, but once you were done with endgame content, there was not much to do. There was no point. You had the Dark Zone, and that's really about it, but the Dark Zone had so many glitches, hacks, and it just was not a fun experience at all. However, now that Division 2 has come out, I'm actually quite surprised on what the developers have come up with to make sure that there's much more to do. It actually feels lived in, which is great. Uh, you can actually capture strongholds from the enemies, and you can give resources if you want to as well. There's other different types of projects to build up. The loot drop is not terrible. There's actually perks for the Dark Zone as well, which is a, a big surprise. Dark Zone doesn't feel like you have to do it, but you can do it if you want to. It is similar to what the original division was for the Dark Zone, but Instead of just going rogue by yourself and shooting people, you kind of have to mark that you're going rogue in general. So at least that has changed a little bit. I do like the world does feel lived in. And people go on patrols for you. They gather resources. It's just not you doing everything. And I really appreciate that. There's other different types of gameplay that I haven't really got into, but there's different types of supply drops. There's You can take down broadcast centers. You can take down enemy bases. You can take down encampments that have already popped up there's a ton of things to do that's not part of the base game that makes it varied and fun and later on you can do you know supply runs or intercept bad guys supply runs there's a bunch of things to do i think division two kind of nailed it on the head in the first go round of the second game they've learned a lot from their past mistakes and i would say this is might be a go get it now but let me finish the game and play a little bit more of the endgame to actually give that final verdict. But my first impression is, well done Ubisoft for making Division 2. It's actually one of the best loot shooter games I've played so far. And I would highly recommend you looking into it at least. But let me kind of finish my review. I'm already showing you the positive of it. But I still want to look into it. Because I really, really, really want to get the full experience of it. And not just give you kind of the halfway point is i think i'm in the halfway point i will say that the skills for you know secret reminds all that stuff has changed a little bit there's some new stuff there's some old stuff you got drones now you got hive you got cluster grenades it's actually a lot better a lot variety Uh, a lot of things are just moving and i've really really impressed with what they're doing with this one so take a look at it now there is a season pass you can buy season one it's 40 bucks as well so you're going to be spending around bucks for this this game if you want to get the full experience for it but that is the end of gamers cafe guys thank you for tuning in once again i'm your host brett dicer and please follow digital coffee on instagram facebook and twitter at digital c-o-f-f-e
E. I'm also on Twitch. I'm on Gab.ai, Minds, everywhere you can find me, you can find me. Please subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Radio, and everything in between. I also have merch on my website, so please, if you like this, please pick up something. You can also subscribe to me through PayPal as well. And join me next week as I go through Digital Coffee and what's going on in the tech news. It should be really interesting. There's a lot of things going on, guys. So. Hope you have a good rest of your weekend and always stay caffeinated digitally. There, guys.